You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Here's what Romans tells us, chapter 5, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And don't get the wrong idea. We still sin as Christians, but we're referred to as saints because now we're washed in the blood. All right? We're forgiven, cleansed, washed. But before we were washed, that's when Christ died for us. And whether you receive him or not, he still died for you. He died for all of us. So, repay evil with good. The parable of the unforgiving servant plays a remarkable role in revealing the natural state of our hearts, whether we're a believer or not. Having been forgiven so much, it's rather mind-baffling how quick we are to hold it against others when they do us wrong. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the importance of forgiveness in the life of the believer. In his study, you'll learn that as followers of Christ, we're to respond to evil with good and to bless those that hate, slander, or persecute us. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 with today's edition of The Living Word. 1 Peter chapter 3. And just before we read, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, God makes a statement there through the pen of Solomon and here's what he says. God has set eternity in the heart of man. In other words, every single person, every one of us here this morning, we know That when we die, physically, it's not the end of life. We know we're going to live on somewhere. Every single person has been given by their creator this inner knowledge that when I die, it's not the end. That's why it's essential that every one of us consider Jesus Christ because he's the only Savior. And what we do with Jesus Christ determines where we will spend eternity. Need I remind us? Listen, eternity is a very long time. Very long time. We're just a blip here. James says we're like a vapor. But we know when this life is over, we're going to live on. And so everyone needs to make a decision regarding Jesus Christ, and hopefully you'll make the right decision to repent Receive him as Lord and Savior. Now, once you do that, this life becomes a greater challenge because now this world is no longer your home. 19 years old, I received Christ as Lord and Savior, and this world was no longer my home. Some of the practical things that God says to us through the pen of Peter helps me as a Christian continue to live life for Christ on this planet, in this present world. I need these words. If you're a Christian, you need these words. Now, kind of the theme of, uh, uh, really, of 1 Peter, uh, you can read it back in 1 Peter chapter 2. Go back with me just for a minute. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he's conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called as a Christian. 
because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Now, practical words in regard to that life of self-denial and suffering. Pick it up with me, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Now, before I knew Christ, I naturally would repay evil with evil or insult with insult most of the time. But with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, we could spend a lot of time on these few verses, but we're not. I think you'll get it. Uh, Very simply, you could say that section is repay evil with good. That doesn't come naturally. I have to deny myself to do that. I need the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. But that's part of following Christ, because that's what Christ did. Uh, This is a little lengthy, but read this with me from Romans chapter 12. Are you ready? Come on, say it with me. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, giving something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Those burning coals are coals of conviction. In other words, that's part of our witness, the way we respond. And we've seen that before in the study of 1 Peter. Let me read for you Luke chapter 6. You're welcome to turn there and follow along with me, or you can just perk up your ear and listen. Luke chapter 6 from Jesus himself. Here's what he said. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. I got a chance to live that out a few years ago. Guy at the service station punched me four times. Still don't know why he punched me. Never said a word. And it was interesting because after it happened, I realized I was teaching on this passage that very weekend. After he punched me. And if you're here and you're the guy that punched me, I forgive you. And you better be thankful I didn't beat you up because I could have taken you. You're not that big. Had people coming up to me at service when I told that story. Big guys. Some guys I never even knew. And they'd come up going, we'll go find that guy. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Maybe next time. But if I'm walking with the Lord, it's no. No, that's not the way to handle it. Someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, don't stop him from taking your tunic. He takes one garment, give him the other one too. That's tough stuff, man. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. 
Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Because that's what his kids are supposed to act like. Because he's kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Here's what Romans tells us, chapter 5. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And don't get the wrong idea. We still sin as Christians. But we're referred to as saints because now we're washed in the blood. All right? We're forgiven, cleansed, washed. But before we were washed, that's when Christ died for us. And whether you receive him or not, he still died for you. He died for all of us. So, repay evil with good. Look at verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 3. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. Now, from that section, I pulled out one statement, and it really says it. Don't give in to fear. It's actually a quote from Isaiah chapter 8. Let me read you Isaiah chapter 8. It's actually Isaiah chapter 8 verse 12. But if I go back and read verse 11, we'll get a better understanding of what God was saying through the pen of Isaiah here. Verse 11, the Lord spoke to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. Now, the people he's talking about includes Israel, but Israel in a backslidden state. And they were acting like unbelievers, not believers. Then the next statement, don't follow the way of this people. Don't call conspiracy everything that these people call conspiracy. And do not fear what they fear and don't dread it. Well, what do people that don't know the Lord fear? You know, one of the things they fear, and listen, we all had to deal with this and still do. Starts early in life. You know what it is? Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, insult you, reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. But that's after becoming a Christian. There's a fear of ridicule and rejection even before you come to Christ. Life will be difficult, it's inevitable, and part of being a resident of this fallen world. The question then becomes, how do you handle unexpected trials? Through this study in the book of 1 Peter, Pastor Danny has been encouraging you to take your troubles to your Savior. He cares for you and is the strength and comfort that you crave. Are you facing an unexpected or frustrating situation today? Can we pray for you? There's strength in lifting one another up in prayer, and we're honored to do that for you. Send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. Would you pray for us here at The Living Word too? 
As our ministry grows, we always want to make sure that we're seeking Jesus first and our ideas second. His guidance is what we need. Would you pray that we'd recognize His voice always? Thanks for praying. Do you live in or near St. Petersburg? If so, we have a special invitation for you. Pastor Danny and all of us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship would love to have you join us for our weekend services. We gather on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. And your presence would be such a blessing to us. Find out more and get directions at ccfstpete.church. Thanks for tuning in today. Join us next time to hear another message from Scripture right here on The Living Word.